and welcome to another episode of Cult of Splat. I am your host, Taylor Bartle, here as always with Kevin Nesgoda. Yo. Yo. What's up with you, sir? Not much. You know, I'm Kevin. I like to party. I'm Taylor, and I like to party. No, only I party. I know for a fact you don't party. (laughs) Okay, you actually probably party more than me. (laughs) I party like Andrew W.K., all the time. Just party, party, party. I know a guy named Marty. Marty likes to party. <laughs> I party like B. Arthur does in 2022. Dead? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you're coming off COVID. I'm coming off bronchitis, pneumonia. Um, yeah, you and I are just a full, just full of party right now. <laughs> yeah, party animals over here. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like taking a 12-hour nap in the middle of the day when you're like, I'm going to be up. I'm going to do some things. Oh, shit. It is now 3 a.m. <laughs> well, there went Tuesday. Yeah. Well, might as well just go to sleep. I'm already here. Yeah. So, like Kevin said, we are party animals. Uh, and like you said, I, I am just getting off COVID. So, uh, that's that's my party. That's my yeah. journey. And, you know, unlike the unvaxxed, you survived. That's true. you are vaccinated. Yeah, I'm vaxxed and boosted and all that good stuff. Um, so, yes, I had mild symptoms. I still have a lingering cough, but that will not stop us. No, it won't. And, hey, you caught COVID during one of the biggest Seattle championship celebrations ever. So, you know, it's worth That's it. right. We We won. So that's all that matters. That's right. I almost said something, but you would have had to cut it, and I won't say it because it could have been deemed as racist, or at least prejudiced. Don't say anything racist, please. I wasn't. It was. Just, I was just going to say, "Fuck Mexico soccer teams." <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, today we are talking about the 2007 comedy Hot Rod, one of the greatest comedies ever made. This was chosen by Mr. Kevin. It's a fucking weird movie, but I love it. <laughs> This is from the, the Lonely Island guys, although they didn't write it. Their first ever full-length feature film. No, it was from a South Park writer. That wasn't Matt or Trey. Yeah. No, it was Pam Brady who wrote for the South yeah. Park movie and uh, wrote for a, a couple other fairly prominent comedies. Yeah, she's done quite a few things. Um, you know, it's definitely not a one-hit wonder with her, really. Yeah, I, I think this is... Maybe the first time that we were like, oh, a writer that has some prominent credits besides this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what else did she do? I'm like totally blanking, you know. um, Oh, Mr. Wong, Go Fish. Uh, She did Hamlet 2, The Bubble, The Smurfs. And The Smurfs comes out in 2024. So that's a new Smurfs. And The Bubble with Judd Apatow. Wait, another new Smurfs? Does that have, uh, what's his face as Gargamel? Wait, I thought Judd Apatow wrote the bubble. He wrote it with, um, with Homegirl there. Holy cow! How's it? Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, I was like, Anton Yelchin's in the Smurfs movie, but that's like from 2011, 2013. Like, what is going on? Um, this is just like a whole thing of Smurfs. So yeah, they don't have anything on the 2024 Smurfs movie yet, apparently. But yeah. You know, Miss Brady. All right. Did. Well, we're not here to we're not here to talk about Smurfs. No, we're here to talk about Hot Rod in the Lonely Island's first ever movie. That's right. Yeah, directed by Akiva Schaefer, who was the 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 blonde guy from Lonely Island, of course, starring Andy Sandberg uh, and uh, the other guy, <laughs> Jorma Tacone, Tacone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Why can't they all have names like Andy Sandberg that are easy for me to remember? <laughs> I mean, Akiva Schaefer is pretty easy to remember. It's not the easiest to pronounce, but it's memorable. I only knew it because it was in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have got it either. But yeah, Andy Sandberg has like the easiest name ever. Out of, even out of like well, Bill Hader and Danny McBride probably have easier names in this movie. But, you know, everybody well, else yes. is kind of like, you know, yeah. Bill Hader's pretty, you know, Anglo as it gets. 
I, I, I was just say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to struggle through this one a little bit. <laughs> At least I am. I'm sorry. Why do you say that? I just have, like, you know, sick brain. So, like, you know, I'm always a little off the wall to begin with. It's just going to be worse today. So I apologize, but not really. You're just going to have to fucking deal with me. I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking alcohol. All right. Anyway, I'm rambling. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes those are the funnest episodes. That's true. That's true. So, Taylor. Um, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the movie, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, critics score on the tomato meter is 39%. Bullshit. Uh, audience score is 64%. <laughs> Bullshit. That's still too low. I actually think we're in slackers territory where this is a movie where guys think it's hilarious and women do not. This is definitely a dude humor throughout the whole thing. I could see that. It's not as crude as slackers, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's, not as crude. It's guy. It's funny. Definitely, yeah. It's guy. Funny. Uh, critics consensus. Yeah. 64%. Go for it. Uh, Critics consensus hot rod has brazen silliness and a few humorous set pieces on its side, but it's far too inconsistent to satisfy all the least demanding slapstick lovers. Bullshit. I don't know. I think that that might be fair. I think that might be fair. Okay. Obviously I like this movie more than you do. (laughs) I'm just, okay. Wrong with your opinion. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I don't like it. I'm just saying that's not that scathing of a review. And no, I would say it is kind of inconsistent, but yeah, there are some parts where you're just like, Oh, it went off the rails a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, we'll get into that a little more as we go. Yeah, for sure. So IMDB uh, synopsis, self-proclaimed stuntman Rod Kimball is preparing for the jump of his life to clear 15 buses to raise money for his abusive stepfather, Frank's life-saving heart operation. Hey, it got it right. Yeah, pretty much nailed it. I, I wouldn't say, you know, Ian McShane's stepfather is abusive. I mean, the entire time it's Rod who wants to kick his ass and not vice versa. That's true. They're, they're, yeah, they're, it's, uh, oh, what did Phoenix Jones used to call it? Uh, mutual combat. Mutual combat, yes. <laughs> you know, Rod just wanted to be accepted and respected by his stepfather. And, you know, anybody who's had a stepfather knows that there's always some sort of, you know, trial by combat to earn their respect. My dad and I never, like, you know, fought each other. We just played basketball and he kicked my ass for like 17 years before I finally beat him. <laughs> he, he, was, he was sneaky good. He had a, he had a sneaky jumper. And he was quick. It was short and fast. My dad doesn't listen to this. He'd be like, I don't know what the fuck my son's up to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we open up with Rod getting ready to jump over a mail truck. Where he got a mail truck, I don't know. But it's just lying around Parkland, Washington. Is that where this is supposed to be? I know I saw it was was the Washington license plates. Yeah, it's oh Parkdale. Sorry, Parkdale, but it's shot in Vancouver. Parkdale is that a that's definitely not shot. That's in not a real place, is it? Yeah, that's not a real place. No, I think Parkland's a real place, but I don't think Parkdale's a real place. Of course, Parkland's a real place. It's the home to Jack Evans. That's right. That's why I know that Parkdale does not exist. Well, it's a designated place in Oregon, but you know nobody likes Oregon. <laughs> okay, I said what I said. So Rod is getting ready to jump over this old school mail truck. Uh, he he mentions that he has the soul of an eagle, or he summons the soul of an eagle, I guess. Yeah, and it fills him with all the powers he's going to need to complete this stunt. Yeah. Uh, he asked Bill Hader if he had time to reinforce the ramp, and he tells him that, no, he did not have time. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. So, you, should we hold this back until we can fix the ramp? Nah, let's just fucking do this. <laughs> yeah, let's just go for it. So he... Let's do it. He revs up his little moped and just floors it. And... <laughs> it's he, like a whopping seven miles an hour. 
he hits the ramp and just breaks right through it and slams into the side of the truck. <laughs> Lands on the back of his head. I have to give kudos to the stuntman who pulled this stunt off. Jesus Christ, it looked like it fucking hurt, really. Yeah. He, yeah. I still cringe. I've seen, I've seen this movie like 30 times, and I still cringe every, <laughs> every time I see this scene. Yeah, and like all his boys come and rally around him, and they're like, are you okay? And he just vomits all over himself. Vomits, yeah, vomits from the pain. <laughs> He's definitely got a concussion. Oh, for sure. Even though yeah, he did have he, he did have a helmet on and a, and a fake mustache. Yeah, that that softened the blow, but you know, he he's definitely concussed multiple times over. Yeah, his his brain's bouncing around. There's not a lot of fluid up there. So we see him uh, kind of driving around town, doing tricks on his moped, and he's stops and tells these kids, hey, I'm jumping the pool tomorrow, so make sure you come by. It's going to be sweet. Sweet. We then see the gang at their, at like a food stand drive-in restaurant kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if it's actually a drive-in. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing any cars, but No, it's just like a burger joint that just had like a window to order. Yeah. I think it was a burger joint. Who? Yeah. They never actually ordered food. It always seemed to be drinks. Like slushies. That's true. I don't recall them ever actually yeah. ordering food. I don't think they could afford to order food there. Yeah, at one point, Rod just like dumps out all his change. Yeah. And somehow he got like two bucks and 39 cents back. Dude, I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, he just gave her a bunch of change. How is he getting almost $3 back? Yeah, that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> was there a five in there that he did not realize? <laughs> but they're playing a jelly bean guessing game which rod is just amazing at he's tits at it gets a hundred in a row does he yeah they, at the end of the uh at the end after he eats the uh, crazy chair yeah he goes 100 new record or 100 in a row new record it's it's one of those lines that's very like subtle and soft and just kind of like a throwaway line like the frank line by the paramedics later yeah i missed that completely but danny mcbride walks up and he's like, I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's room. <laughs> Would you shitheads like to fire, uh, shoot them off? <laughs> Danny McBride is so stiff, like intentionally through this whole movie. And it's hilarious. <laughs> he's just monotone, I'm... like stares directly at the camera. <laughs> it's everything you wouldn't tell an actor to do, basically. <laughs> I think it's one of his first movies, too. I mean, that's the way he is in a lot of movies, though. He's he's. Like he's not the straight it's man because he is funny, but he's he's just yeah. so rigid in his humor. Yeah, this was his second movie. You can't even call it a dry humor because it's not. Like it's no, he says it's, ridiculous things. Yeah, it's just his delivery. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's perfect. It's like only Danny McBride can pull this off. Yeah, seemingly. I can't like maybe Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, and Danny McBride. Yeah. Just quick one-liners, just in and out, and you're like, wait, what do you say? But yeah. But yeah, I don't know why there was a bag of men, uh, fireworks in the men's room, but... I've never found fireworks in a men's room. I look, because of this movie. Not hard, because gross. <laughs> but, you know, you, you try to get in and out of a men's room as fast as possible. You know, those are the rules. That's right. But, you know, if there's a, yeah, if there's a bag of dry fireworks about, I'll, you know, I'll take a look. Yeah, dry is the key word there. But it better be labeled dry and labeled. I'm not going to go through a random bag in the men's room. That is just asking for trouble. Yeah. So So don't do that. Like we were saying before, Rod goes home and he fights his dad, Frank, for respect. And they use these uh, these Rhodesian fighting sticks. I love how Frank Hansen. Yeah, yeah, Frank Hansen one. And he's like, what's this? He goes, oh, they're Rhodesian fighting sticks. He's like, ah, oh, Rhodesian. <laughs> like, oh, yes, of course. I know yeah. what that is. Like, oh, I know Rhodesian fighting sticks well. Yeah, exactly. And then, like one of my favorite lines, like as he comes in and he starts, this fight starts is uh, never sneak up on a man who's been in a chemical fire. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I say that to Joanna all the time. Like I'm jumpy in the house. I don't know why. Like um, I've been in haunted houses fine i've you know i've gone through halloween horror nights without jumping with you and tony and never jumped and 
but Joanna scares the shit out of me in this house. It's weird. And like, I will like scream at her, never sneak up on a man who's been in a chemical fire. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? You've never been in a goddamn chemical fire. Why do you keep saying that? Uh, but Frank makes fun of him for his fake mustache. Tells him to take that stupid thing off. Rod says, all great men have mustaches. And he's like, yeah, but real grip, real, real men grow them. And Rod's like, you know, I have a hormone disorder. You know, I have a hormone disorder. I feel you, Rod. I can't grow a mustache either. A mustache. A, mu- a mustache. A mustache, if we're going to be classy. Uh, we then see that his neighbor is Isla Fisher, Mrs. Borat. He's looking all, all fine, all cute. Um, I guess, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen would call her my wife. But yeah, it's it's clear that Rod has had a crush on her for a very long time. Very, very it's, long. It was his high school sweetheart who never dated him. Yeah. He tells her, you know, you look pretty. And she's like, what? And he goes, I said, you look what? shitty. <laughs> it's such like a third grade comeback. <laughs> I know. Like, you're an, you're an adult. You can just tell her she looks pretty. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you look pretty. I just wanted to say that. And I just wanted to throw it out there. You know, nothing behind it. You look good today. And she did look good. A little hoodie and, you know, her little skirt. She looked, she looked good. Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. She is, for sure. Uh, we find out that Rod's real dad was an anonymous stuntman. I mean, yeah. Rod knew Rod knew who he was, but he wasn't like a famous stuntman. He no, uh, he would he would test Evil Knievel's tricks beforehand so that they knew that they were safe for Knievel. Yeah, which you know everybody needs. Unless I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> I don't think anybody does that except the stuntman. <laughs> At that point, you're just doing the stunt and getting none of the credit. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're doing it at like 11 o'clock at night, two days before, just as the ramp gets set up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Rod is getting ready to jump the pool, we are introduced to Richardson. I fucking love Richardson. <laughs> Bill Hader is telling everybody to get out of the pool and Richardson won't get out of the pool. He says, I won't get out until you let me join the crew. Crew. Bill, Bill Hader's like, but what you, can you what can you add? You don't do anything. <laughs> Richardson just does this dance where he like puts one hand on the back of his head and thrusts. One on the hip. Yeah. One on the hand or one on the head, one on the hips and just hip thrusts. And that's it. And yep. it's mesmerizing. It's a train wreck. You can't turn away. But he's so happy doing it. You, you got you to gotta be happy for the guy. He's just like, I'm having a good time hip thrusting for no apparent reason. And that's all he does. That's what he can add, yeah. Sometimes you just need a fly boy. <laughs> so Rod is getting ready for the jump. He summons his uh, spirit of uh, the fox. Which I'm not sh- You know, foxes are definitely known for jumping. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you do like a rabbit or a grasshopper or cricket or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something, something with vertical. Right. Yeah. But... He, right before he goes, he says, you know, don't let me embarrass myself in front of Isla Fisher. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he says the character's happens. name. He doesn't call her Isla Fisher. He, Denise. Denise. So he, yes. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because I'm going to call her Isla Fisher. So Fisher. <laughs> That's cool. Hits the ramp. Goes down at top speed. Seven miles an hour again. Goes, I don't know, five feet. Yeah. Face first into the he pool. Doesn't, he doesn't go. He doesn't make it halfway across. The wide, not the length of the pool, the width of the pool. And it's like four lanes, yeah. so it's 20 feet wide. And he makes it a quarter of the way across. It just goes up and ploop. Yeah, head first. Head first. Fit, yeah. And we never hear from him again. Movie over. He drinks. <laughs> no. No, he goes home and finds out that Frank needs a new heart. And... <laughs> This scene is so ridiculous because like he walks in and there's multiple people there in his home and they're all sad crying. And his mom says, yeah, his mom says, you know, Frank needs a new heart. And he's like, well, since when? And she's like, since 21 years ago. (laughs) And he's like, mom, what's going on? Is this a theater art piece? (laughs) Which is a great thing to say. If you walk into a room and you really don't know what's going on. It's like, Hey, what's going on? Is this a theater art piece? People are like, what the fuck? Because like eight people have seen this movie. 
So they're not going to have any idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But it turns out that Frank is too high risk for insurance to pay for a transplant, which is $50,000. A conveniently priced surgery. (laughs) But so Rod tells him, you know, you can't die because I need to kick your ass first. And how can I do that if you're dead? He pulls out like this, like Billy Club thing from his like pocket, like an extending baton. He starts breaking lamps. <laughs> I need to go to my quiet place. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. So he goes to his quiet place, which is just in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. and just starts doing like flash dance, just yeah. doing all these eighty style dance moves uh, to the tune of "Never" by the band Moving Pictures. Yeah. God, he is also just smoking and drinking. <laughs> one cigarette, one bottle of beer, which he throws both. And uh, then he starts doing flips like a NBA mascot. Yeah, and there's like a pommel horse built into a stump somehow, and he's doing pommel horse moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But then he trips over a log Shit. and he falls down this hill. Oh, he and he's just not a hill. I think falling it's, and it's falling. A, it's a fucking mountain. He goes down a goddamn mountain. Yeah, he's falling for so long, so long, the whole goddamn mountain. Just when you think it'll stop, he keeps falling. Yeah, but finally he gets to the bottom and he like hits the road. Yeah, like lands in a ditch, but stands up no worse for the wear. No, props to Andy Samberg for finishing the f- last fifty feet of that. Yeah, like that last tumble, I was like, like waiting because he, you know, tumbles into the the ditch and then you see him stand up and it's Andy Samberg. And I was like, oh, wow, he actually did that last little bit of that stunt. Yeah. Yeah, because he did a flat back and then a few rolls and then a somersault and then slid down in his stomach for like the last 10, 15 feet. You're like, and you're, I, I always expect like a camera cut at the end, but no, it's just Andy Samberg. He just stands up. Yeah. And it's not like a cowboy switch because the camera never goes off him. No, and you see his face coming down, too. So, yeah, props to Andy Sandberg for, you know, going out there and doing it. Yeah. He stands up, and he looks over across the street, and he sees a, a billboard for a skydiving company. And it says, one big jump. And light goes on in his brain. He gets inspired. Yeah. Cut to the, the rest of the gang. Not Rod's not there, but um, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, and... Uh, Rod's brother Kevin, who is the other guy from Lonely Island, whose name I already forgot. Yeah, um, I always think of him as Spaz from the League. Yeah. <laughs> so Danny Mc, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, and Spaz and out on the deck. Danny McBride is just like high fiving him back and forth as hard as yeah as hard as he can, and then he's just like, "That's how it's done." <laughs> It's another one of those just weird ass things that happens in this movie. Like, w- w- give give me like three minutes before that scene happened. I want to know how we got to that point. Yeah, I'm I'm so confused about this. I guess high five class. I don't know what's going on. Just, and that's how it's done. Yeah, my hand hurts now. <laughs> but so Rod shows up and he tells him that hey, we're gonna raise money to get Frank a new heart. We're gonna jump. Well, I'm gonna jump. 15 buses and they're like that's that's one more than Knievel damn right <laughs> and I love that he starts like breaking down online <laughs> he starts breaking down the plan and Bill Hader is like like gets up and starts to leave and he's like I gotta go to work so if this is gonna continue you're gonna have to come have with to me her. yeah he was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt too yeah and so it like immediately cuts to the ice rink where he works uh where his boss is Akiva Schaefer. Yeah. But Rod's going down, breaking down the plan f- from this ice rink as Bill Hader is just like doing things in the background working. Yeah. Riding on the clipboard, pulling tickets from the machine, riding the Zamboni. Yeah. And so then finally, like Rod gets to the end and he's like, who's with me? And everyone's like, yeah. And so it goes, okay, let's celebrate. And then they're all sitting in the office, popping bubble wrap. <laughs> It checks out for that crew. It yeah. really does. And they're doing it silently too. They're not happy. They're just sitting there like, you know, totally 100% focused on their bubble wrap. Yeah. Almost like it's a job. Yeah. It's like, we got to get this done. 
Yeah. 1,000 pops each, and then we can go home. We see Isla Fisher out in her yard playing with a dog, and Rod is in his garage shining a mirror in her eyes, trying to get her attention. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally she walks over, and he's standing there in a Hulk Hogan tank top and a bandana. Ripped up jeans. Yeah. Just hitting an engine block with a hammer. <laughs> and as soon as she walks in, he just goes fucking ape shit on it. Like, you know, Wardlow whipping or MGF whipping Wardlow's back. Just like, yeah, I know what I'm just, doing. Yeah. You know how to fix an engine. You just beat the shit out of it. That gets it every time. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's like, you know, I, I know why you're here. You want to join the crew. And so, I mean. At first, she's kind of like, what? Crew? I don't even know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. What's but going so he, on? He tells her, you know, if you want to join the crew, you got to go through initiation. And she's like, okay, what's what's initiation? And he just pours his drink on her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> she's all offended. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, there it is. You made it. Congratulations. You're in the crew. You're in the crew. <laughs> so they go to meet the rest of the crew. He says, okay, let's let's all go around the circle and just say something about ourselves. I'll start. My name is Rod and I like to party. And then Bill Hader is like, I'm Bill Hader. Or was it was it Kevin first? No, he goes to Dave. Yeah, he goes, I'm Dave. I like to party. Dave is Bill Hader. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I know for a fact you or no. You don't party. I party. Yeah, I'm Dave. I'm the stop man. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Then they go, Kevin? Yeah, I'm Rod. I party. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody parties but me. (laughs) Oh, and such another good scene, just because it's just such a back and forth of like, you know, like these idiots basically can't follow like a single direction. They're they're in it on their own. They have they have broken out. Well, just the fact that Rod is like so adamant that nobody else is allowed to say I party. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, he just gets matter and matter and matter. Yeah. Would when you want to party with your friends though? That's what I'm saying. Like, why does it matter if they all say that they party? Yeah. It's like we all party. He's a stunt man. I'm the team manager. He builds the ramps. He's the mechanic. Boom. We all party. We, we all party. Our, well, yeah. We drink our Budweisers. We get shitty. So they're gonna uh, Rod's gonna start training. He's gotta go through some rigorous <laughs> training to get ready for this jump. So uh we see Danny McBride and Bill Hader filling up an above ground pool. Waters are perfect for holding pool, man. Yeah, I was going to say, Danny, where's <laughs> the line? Pools are perfect for holding water. For holding water. Yeah. Oh, anytime I go to a pool, I say that. And people are like, God damn it, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm laughing on the inside. Think I'm a, think, you can think I'm an idiot all you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm here to party. But so Rod is going to train his lung strength by holding his breath underwater for 40 seconds. Yes. And he's rigged up this bell with a string. So if anything goes wrong, he can pull the <laughs> string and ring the bell. So he's like, if anything, if anything happens, I'll just ring the bell like this. Ding, ding. And then Kevin is like, ding, ding. <laughs> and then it just becomes a sing-along where they're all just like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> they're trying to match the pitch of the bell. And then Bill Hader starts barking. <laughs> oh, it's such a it's such a good scene. And the in the part where Rico's like, I don't know about a girl joining our our crew. And Bill Hader's like, there's an Italian proverb of those who uh do not change are destined to perish. And Rico just sprays him in the face and is like, Don't you fucking tell me how to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> but so rod i guarantee summons, yeah what go ahead oh i was just gonna say i guarantee that line wasn't written i that's just danny mcbride doing stuff oh i think there's a lot of this that's probably improvised yeah a bunch of it yeah so rod summons the uh soul of a bottlenose dolphin nose dolphin it's good they can hold their breath for a while yeah and but he he tells him you know every instinct is going to tell me to resist you. So make sure no matter what, unless I ring the bell, like you got to hold me under. And so like they, 
push him underwater and he's just thrashing like crazy. Two seconds in. They, they keep holding him down until he stops moving. Yeah. And then 40 seconds comes and goes and he's still not moving. So they drag him out. Isla Fisher gives him mouth to mouth. He throws up in her face. <laughs> and he's like, what happened? And Spaz is like, Isla Fisher gave you mouth to mouth. And Rudd says, did it look like we were making out? And Spaz is like, yeah, kind of. Rudd goes, awesome. Cool. <laughs> awesome. That's all that matters. And he got it on tape, too. So up next is speed management. He's got one of those <laughs> street luges. And he's like, all right. This would be fun, potentially. Potentially, yeah. But he's like, you know, if anything goes wrong, my safe word is going to be whiskey. Whiskey. Why are you saying it that way? <laughs> Why am I saying what what way? That, you're saying it all weird. <laughs> saying what weird? <laughs> I love he starts that. saying words words that don't even have an H in it. He starts yeah. saying with an H, yeah. <laughs> like weird and yeah. Where do you get off? I just don't know why you keep saying it that way. But so then, like, okay, we're gonna go on three, and they're like one, two, and just shove him down the mountain. He's like whiskey, 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 whiskey. <laughs> and did you notice like the I I saw this like first time I saw this movie. Is Isla Fisher looks so pissed off. Everybody looks worried. And Isla Fisher does like the turnaround to the camera and she looks upset. She's like, fuck, he's already in trouble. I am annoyed. <laughs> he is going she's to die. To sim- <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to clean up after this. This is an insurance nightmare. I'm the only adult here. Uh, but we see he like veers off the road and he slams into this RV. He hits it so hard. That the windows shatter out the other side. And the door flies open. And so the this guy comes running out of the house. He's screaming, what the fuck is going on out here? Fuck. Danny McBride just runs up to him, kicks him right in the dick. He goes down. Just starts beating him with a parking cone. Grabs a garbage can, dumps trash on him, steals his hat. He's like, this is my hat now. My hat now. His lines there are just amazing. It's like, you, I, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. You're going to bring the demons out of me? I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Green tea doesn't get you that amped. I think he found something else in the men's bathroom that he shouldn't have put into his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody has to like pull him off this guy. Yeah, they drag him off. You would have beat this guy to death if they didn't stop it. Yeah. And the guy was just concerned about his trailer that just got thrashed. <laughs> Cut to, I guess, the next day. Uh, they're in the parking lot of this like grocery store, just having a dance party. <laughs> two of hearts, two heart beat as one. Yep, two of hearts by Stacy Q. Um, but Rod asks Isla Fisher, he says, hey, you know, I, I have something I need to ask you. But suddenly Will Arnett pulls up in a convertible. Yeah. Dressed like Patrick Bateman. Just. Yeah. Looking. He's looking all fine. Looking like an 80s serial killer. Yeah, he really does. But turns out that him and Isla Fisher are dating. So he's, you know, like, hey, babe, let's get out of here. And so she's like, oh, wait, gives Rod. Two options in the bedroom. What's that? Oh. It's like he only gives her two options in the bedroom: anal or hard anal. <laughs> is that some, is that a line in the movie? No, okay, it just okay, seems like God. that would be the yeah. That would just be like you just look at him. It's like yeah, that that could check out. It's like yeah, we're not doing any. We're just going straight to the butt stuff. <laughs> Christ, I I'm sorry. But she says, you know, hey, oh Rod, what what did you want to ask me? And he's like, oh, um. Who would win between a grilled cheese and a taco? And she's like, well, I think grilled cheese would win if it's a fair fight. But prison rules, I'm taking taco. Taco. Well, that's racist. <laughs> Rod says, that's pretty racist, but racist. correct. Yeah. <laughs> so we see some more of Rod's training. Uh, he is wrapped in bubble wrap. He's got pillows strapped to his chest. And he like, we, he's kind of looking around like 
he's looking for someone or expecting someone, but we don't really know what it is. And then all of a sudden he gets hit by, <laughs> by van. Danny McBride's van, which has a mattress yeah. strapped to the front. At least they're taking Rod's safety into consideration. I guess, but he was going fast. He was going fast. He got like hit at like 30 miles an hour at least. And you just see him fly off uh, out, of, out of frame. Yeah, he just... I wonder if... No, that, I, Andy Samberg couldn't have taken that stunt. That would have killed him. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably... Like they probably had someone on wires. And then like when the van came, they yanked yeah. him out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, the way that this scene is shot, like you don't see it coming until it hit him. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, there's a fucking van and it just plowed into Andy Samberg. <laughs> he's dead <laughs> um one of my favorite parts of orgasmo i, I think she's dead <laughs> she's dead <laughs> um, they're back at the, the little food stand and uh rod and isla fisher are flirting rod's flirting isla fisher seems oblivious but um yeah she seems very uncomfortable actually <laughs> Yeah, Bill Hader comes up and he says, you guys, the bathroom here is nuts. <laughs> what does that mean? I have so many questions. <laughs> like what? I think that's the same bathroom they found the fireworks in. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Was there like a soup kitchen happening in there? Well, what's know. going on in that bathroom? <laughs> like what's so nuts about it? Is there a glory hole? Like... Yeah, yeah. There are multiple glory holes that are constantly filled. Yeah, I, I want quite. I want. I have questions and I want answers. I demand answers. Well, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, I'm not going to get them. We still haven't gotten answers from our episode on um, just one of the guys. <laughs> uh, Rod goes and he asks out Kathy, the girl at the counter, to try and make Isla Fisher jealous. But <laughs> this is when he pays. And like quarters and nickels. Yeah. Um, but early in the movie, we saw that Bill Hader was, was talking to Kathy and he actually seems to be the one who's more jealous. He says, man, I am just green with jealous rage. Jealous rage. He's like, you turn around. I'm going to fucking stab you in the neck with this straw. <laughs> but so they make it a double date with Isla Fisher and Will yeah. Arnett and Rod and Kathy. But Kathy never shows up. That bitch. Uh, Will Arnett orders three flaming Dr. Peppers, but the waitress. You ever had a flaming brings... Dr. Pepper? I have not, but I know that that's not what she brought. <laughs> no, it looked like she brought like Jaeger bombs or some shit. Yeah, she brought some kind of of shot that you drop in a beer, which is not a doctor a flaming Dr. Pepper because a flaming Dr. Pepper is on fire. Oh, correct. Um, Will Arnett sees someone he knows, and he's like, "Sullivan, you chode! I owe you a shot to the nuts." <laughs> Oh, I love yelling at it like a friend across the bar. <laughs> Next time I see you in a bar, I'm gonna yell at you. Yo. <laughs> he goes off to punch Sullivan in the nuts, I assume. And so this is yeah. when Rod Rod tells Isla Fisher that his dad would test evil Knievel's stunts. Uh but one time he went to jump ten milk trucks and his, the front tire exploded and the handlebars went through his head. Ground his teeth to a fine powder. Yeah. He died instantly the next day. The next day. <laughs> so, oh, so good. The next day, Rod sets up Operation Fiscal Jackhammer. God, it's such a fucking cool name. <laughs> Time to <laughs> hunker down and just really focus on getting this money. So he starts doing stunts at kids' birthday parties where he sets himself on fire <laughs> and like crashes the birthday party. Yeah. All the kids are just screaming in terror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to get out of way out of the way as fast as possible. Yeah. There's another one where he locks himself in an oil drum that they put in the pool and when nothing happens, they have to pull it out and, they, and then they can't get it open. They can't find the key. So Danny McBride shoots it with a gun of course he had a gun of course 
Um, oh, we see him get hit with a washing machine that's on like a crane. Yeah. Gets paid by one this one old lady, and she's like, "Get the fuck off my porch." The yeah. one f word in the whole movie. It's worth, yeah, and it's delivered by that's the the lady who delivers the line. It's her only line in the whole movie. <laughs> I want that. I want a rule like that one day. I just want one line in a movie. It's like, get the fuck off my porch. Yeah, but you want it to be the one f bomb in a in a PG thirteen movie. Yep, I wanted. Yeah, I want that. That's all I want. Uh, we also see Rod as a human pinata. He's just hanging upside down and all these kids are whacking him with sticks. And so he just like pulls candy out of his pocket and just throws it on the ground. And Bill Hader oh, runs yeah. up and starts grabbing it off. Gets all the candy and the kids are still beating him with the sticks and bats. And then he like gets down and leaves the party and the kids are still following him and hitting him with sticks. <laughs> yeah. And like his friends are like across the street watching, and all of a sudden Kevin shows up and starts hitting him too. And he's like, "No, Kevin!" And Kevin's like, just shrugs, like, "What do you want me to do? Everybody else is doing it. I don't know what else to do." Uh, we then see he's at this like corporate retreat, and we don't really know what the stunt is, but he's on this platform and he's talking to him. And Spaz tells Danny McBride something like, "You know, I'll give you the signal when it's time." And he goes, "Oh, it's time!" And just blows time? up this platform while Rod's standing on it. He just, just shot off this thing on fire. Yeah, yeah, he gets launched. Danny McBride takes off. Yeah, he just jumps in the van and drives away. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." My friend is dead, and I'm not going to be here for it. <laughs> but he's Rod's collecting the money, and the guy's like, "You're a terrible stunt man." Rod's like, "What? What?" He says, "You're you're a terrible stunt man." What? What? You're a terrible stunt man. No, I heard you. I just it was just really mean. <laughs> oh, such another good, such a good line. We then see Isla Fisher teaching Rod Tai Chi on a beach, and Rod asks her, "You know, is it is there is there a move in Tai Chi that will make a man crap himself?" She's like, "There is, Rod. That move does exist, but you're not ready." Yeah, I don't know why you would need that. Why you would want that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, when will this come up in life? But yeah, he tells her, uh, you know, no, I, I am ready. And she, so she like hits him real fast and like the chest and the stomach. And he's like, uh, uh nope, didn't work. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, so Rod goes home and he sees what sitting with his crap filled britches. Yep. Rod goes home and he sees Spaz making him this hype video. Spaz is like, you know, it's it's not finished. It's not very good, whatever. And Rod's like, well, just show me. And he shows it to him and he goes, dude, that's that's awesome. You're going to be the next Douglas Bubble Trousers. What the fuck is Douglas Bubble Trousers? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but so they decide they're going to show this hype video in the auditorium and charge people $5 to come watch it. Why people would want to go see that, I don't know. <laughs> it's a small town. It's the only thing I can think of. They have nothing better to do. They just put up on the marquee stuntman movie this Friday in the auditorium. Yeah. And they're all happy. But so they, they just hit the pavement. They're going out, they're handing out flyers. They let Richardson join the crew and join and hand out flyers. But his version of handing out flyers is to just throw them in the air and do his dance. (laughs) Yeah. Pump up the bass now. (laughs) Oh, I love it when he just hucks the flyers at people and just like grinds them. <laughs> <laughs> but they somehow sell out this 200 seat theater. And Spaz tells Rod, you know, I think with, with this money, we have over $4,900 now. And so, you know, Rod's f- kind of flying good. high. But then the movie starts and everyone just starts laughing at him and just calling him an idiot. Yeah making fun of him because his stunts are not very good and they're not successful. No, his, it seems like one of his like trademarks is he stands there and holds the motorcycle while it goes around in a circle. Yeah. That's like not he's not even on it. Actually no, you just rub the engine and it goes in a circle. Yeah. But so rod snaps and he goes into the projector room 
takes the projector and throws it out the window. Because that's a sensible thing to do. Yeah. And then he gets mad at yeah. Spaz. He says, you know, you, you made me look dumb. And so then they get in a fist fight, right? Well, it's not really a fist fight. They just kind of tackle each other and roll around on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a fight. It is an attempt at a fight, but it's not actually a fight. Yeah. Uh, we see that the projector actually landed on the projectionists, right? Projection, yeah, projectionists car smashed through his yeah, window. You're right. Yeah. So Rod Rod has to give him all of the Frank money. Yep. So they're back at square zero. Yep. They are fucked. Uh, that night, Rod's mom tells him that uh, I I hate to break it to you, but your dad was not a stunt man. He was just a cashier at the local grocery store and evil Knievel came in and took photos with everyone. So that photo you have, that's that's why that's what happened. And so he says, you know, did he really die in a stunt? And she's like, no, he, he choked to death on a pie. <laughs> How do you like, it seems impossible to me for like to some, for somebody to die eating a pie. And I apologize if somebody out there has had a family Remember our friend die eating a pie, but Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like it breaks apart in your mouth. Like, yeah, it, it, it crumbles. Like the whole point of a pie is to be like crumbly and like creamy. Yeah. I don't so, know. You know, if they choke on a pie, they had it coming. Sure. I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. They died on a pie. Yeah. Fuck them. Rod says, if he's not a stunt man, then neither am I. And he goes in his room and he just rips all his posters off the wall and just throws a tantrum. Yeah. Cause you know, he's like a 30 year old with who's well adjusted at this living point at in home. his life, living at home with his stepbrother who still dresses in matching pajamas. Who's <laughs> like maybe a year or two younger. <laughs> the next day we see him at the grocery store. He has a full grocery cart of booze. Yeah. He's just doing the grocery his- shopping for the week. He's his hair is all like combed to the side. He's wearing a, a long sleeve polo shirt with a tie, <laughs> which is a choice. It, it, yeah, and it has yeah. Choices were made, not good ones. Bill Hader, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, and Isla Fisher come up to him and say, "You know, you 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 can't give up. You're a stuntman. Like that's who you are." And he goes, "No, I you know I thought that I was too legit." I was too legit to quit. He's like doing the MC hammer hand signs. Yeah. And he's, but, but I'm unlegit. Now I'm unlegit and I must quit. Yes. And then he just gets hit by a van. I think it was Danny McBride's van again. Was it? I'm I don't think so. Sure I think it was, it was a, yeah, I'm pretty sure a newer van. Okay. I thought it was Danny McBride's van, but there's no more reference to it. He's not injured. There's no, lawsuit there's no it just cuts right after he gets hit by the van and it's never mentioned again not once (laughs) not yeah not even in passing that night he gets a call from bill Hader, who says uh hey you know i just thought you might want to give me a ride to the hospital and rod's like uh okay yeah sure so he shows up to bill Hader's place and he has a blade sticking out of his temple yeah disgusting is it noticeable (laughs) <laughs> oh man turns out he, Balls. he he did some he did some acid and then decided to use his bench grinder <laughs> and whatever he was grinding a piece just flung off in his face yeah and i love that bill Hader tells him you know right now you look like a giant eagle with fire around you and a mountain for a face <laughs> all right mountain face and bill Hader's like oh you just ran over a small bus I didn't see one. It was right there. Yeah, it was right there. As he gets out of the car, he gives Rod some advice about his family, which turns out to actually be good advice. But then he, he points to a garbage can and he's like, hospital? Hospital? Rod's like, garbage can. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Goes inside the hospital, like almost hits a nurse with his suitcase. I don't know why he took a suitcase to the hospital. Because he was on acid. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, that's true and like you know the next scene they show is like him getting like placed down onto the ground by like paramedics and security guards yeah but so Rod goes home and apologizes to Spaz and 
you know, they, they make up and they're like, all right, cool beans, cool beans, cool beans. And then they say cool beans, cool beans. for about, for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's remixed about halfway through. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. They put like a Casio keyboard drum set behind it for the beat. Yeah. But Spaz's little movie goes viral. Bouncing around the internet like a beach ball in a Nickelback concert. (laughs) (laughs) But so this AM radio station saw it. And so they want to sponsor the bus jump and take donations. And all the money goes towards Frank's surgery. So they build up, build up this giant ramp. Yeah. They build up this giant ramp. It's getting ready for the, um, for the jump. The radio station owner, who is also their number one DJ, is played by Chris Parnell. Very good choice. Very good choice. He says, when people hear me describe the jump, they are going to remember that AM radio is a modern and viable source for news and entertainment. <laughs> like, not even on TV. Yes, He's just is. like, when they hear me describe it. <laughs> yeah. He's not a very good play-by-play guy, as we find out. Yeah, but he tells him, you know, today it's it's all about FM and color TV. I got this tattoo to help illustrate the point. And he's got this tattoo <laughs> of Calvin and he's peeing on an FM radio while a second stream of pee second stream of urine. peeing on a TV. <laughs> and he's like, I know it doesn't make sense, but I like to think that he had sex the night before. And so his, his urethra is blocked. <laughs> and, and it splits in up above on a magic carpet is the AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells oh. Rod that he's, you know, he's invested the last $15,000 of the station's money into this, so he he better come through. Yeah, and I will say right now, if somebody ever pays us $1,000 on like when we, if we ever open a Patreon, I will get that tattoo of Calvin peeing on an FM radio and a color TV. On your stomach like that? On my stomach just like that. And I'll have an AM radio safe and dry up above. One thousand dollars. You heard it. It's on wax. So Rod calls uh, Isla Fisher to tell her about the jump. Will Arnett answers, says, "You know, Isla Fisher's not not around." And so he just then She's he hangs up and she says, "Who?" She says, "Who was that?" And he's like, "Oh, wrong number or whatever." Wrong number. Yeah. Are you just writing down the message in the air and not actually with a pen? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, you have a wild imagination there, guy. So Rod tells Frank that, hey, we're going to get you the money. We're going to get you the heart. We're going to save your life. And Frank says, doesn't matter. I still won't respect you until you can beat me in a fight. Uh, we see Rod getting oiled down by a random old man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Uh, then there. Yeah, it's just like a do it out mission. What? He was like doing the Tai Chi out of the lake that he got the uh, the poop punch done at, done at, and there's like the fisherman just shows up, like was watching him, then all of a sudden just starts spraying him down with oil. Yeah, and then rubbing him artistically. Yes, and I apologize for my dog um, waiting three hours to eat her food and then drinking all the water. Of course, yeah. But so they're they're okay. they're heading to the jump, and the entire town is singing. Whoa, whoa! Is was that an actual song, or did they just make it up for the movie? Oh, I don't know. It, yeah, it was a very uplifting and inspiring song. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, somebody throws something through a window, and everyone starts looting and rioting and setting things yeah. on fire. Cops just show up, beating people, batons. Yeah, cars are getting flipped and set on fire. People have Molotov cocktails all of a sudden. It goes from uplifting to chaos. And then Rico has a TV. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there talking about, like, was that because of us? And then uh, Danny McBride is saying, you know, like, it's, it's really sad when people take something good and just, just turn it into something bad and take advantage while he's holding a TV. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is, like, when they get there, he doesn't have the TV. But when he starts talking, he has the television in his hands. And it's yeah. weird to see people with, like, tube TVs. Yeah. It's not even a flat screen. Yeah, I mean, 2007 wasn't that long ago, but, you know, nobody had a flat screen really yet. Yeah. So um, we see 
Isla finds out about the jump, gets mad that Will Arnett didn't tell her. She dumps him in, in the middle of the street, gets out of his, his convertible. Babe, no, wait. He was just going to go buy some dong bags so they can knock boots later. But yeah, she leaves him. And he's like, babe, no, babe, 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 no, no, babe, way, babe. Oh, that was loud. That was loud as fuck. Jesus, I'm sorry. I yeah, I even heard that. Like I heard the feedback, so I apologize. Actually, I've, oh shit, I really clipped. So, um, they get to the jump, and the gang tells Bra that they got him a new suit, and because that moped is never going to make it, they get him a new bike. That's like an evil. Uh, also, Danny McBride, Danny McBride has has rigged the jump with fireworks. And to commemorate all his hard work, here's a here's a rock with a bow on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this hair metal band. Oh god, that hair metal band. <laughs> Do you know who that was? No. It's Queens of the Stone Age. What? Yep. Nice. That's fucking awesome. So, uh, Danny McBride says, "All right, here's my advice." Just drive really, really, really fast and hold on. <laughs> Which is great advice. And Bill Hader says, hey, man. Yeah. Bill Hader says, man, I'm really nervous for you. And like, not just me, like everyone here is really nervous for nervous you. For you. <laughs> I was in the thanks. bathroom. And everybody's just so nervous. Uh, Isla Fisher shows up and th- they have this very awkward kiss where she just opens her mouth way too wide. <laughs> She just goes for chin and nose on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they have a very nice one. Yeah. A little bit, you know, a little bit more romantic. Uh, Bill Hader is like, why is Rod kissing his sister? And Spaz is like, she's not a sister. Hader says, what? this shatters my entire universe. <laughs> why would that shatter his whole universe? Uh, I don't know. Again, I have questions that I'm never going to get answers to. They've got the big donation board that suddenly stops at $34,883.31. Almost 31 cents. That's true. In between 30 and 31. Yeah. It just stops like 29 and a half Um, or 30 and a half. Yeah. Because everyone is waiting to see what's going to happen. So Rod summons the souls of the eagle, the fox, the dolphin, the octopus, and the house cat. Cat. He says, all right. Let's jump this jump. He is ready. So he floors it down the ramp, takes off. We see him in midair, turns to the crew, gives him a big thumbs up. He is happy. He's on top of the world. Pan out and see that he is nowhere near the bike. (laughs) Nowhere even close. He's like 20 feet above it. The bike flies one direction, crashes into the stage, goes through Queens of the Stone Age's gear. Rod hits the ramp slides down tumbles down so he made it yeah he made it over he did a nice little light tuck at the end there too yeah really saw really the injury but he's laying there completely motionless and all of a sudden there's a bright light and we see rod dressed in all white standing in a white room and he watches a grilled cheese sandwich fight a taco <laughs> grilled cheese was kicking that taco's ass too to start off with yeah but until the taco got a hold of a steel chair <laughs> Then that chair went to work. I've never seen a grilled cheese bleed before yeah. that. And I haven't since. <laughs> but everyone is calling Rod back, telling him don't go into the light. But once Isla Fisher tells him, you know, come back, come back. That's when he pops back in. And he says, you know what? I'm, I'm walking out of here. And they tell him, you know, you've got 10 to 20 broken bones minimum. Yeah. You have internal injuries. Yeah. But Rod says, you know what? Life is pain and we got to scrape the joy out of it every chance we get. Damn, that's steep. So they help him up and they're walking back. Donations start clicking over again, all the way up to 50,000. Chris Parnell goes nuts. They did it. They raised $50,000 for Frank's conveniently priced surgery. (laughs) (laughs) The camera pans over the 15 school buses. And in the last one, Ebenezer Scrooge leans out the window and says, a, a cooked goose for everyone. Cooked goose. 
What the fuck? And everybody goes, oh, one of my favorite random moments in the whole movie. I stood like, they're just like, what would be so random? Ebenezer Scrooge with a fucking cooked duck or cooked goose? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? That, yeah. that has to be the, the most random part. Oh, for sure. 100%. So we then get an epilogue. We see Rod. His mustache is, is starting to come in. He's got a little peach fuzz going. But, you know, he's he's got to fight Frank. <laughs> it's got to so happen. He goes into the... Gods of War. <laughs> he goes into the basement. And Frank <laughs> throws a ninja star into his chest. Is that a ninja star? Uh-huh. Rod tackles him through the wall. <laughs> Another just it's just so fucking random. Yeah, Rod tackles him through the wall out into the backyard where everyone's back there having a barbecue. Having a good time, just watching it. Frank grabs Rod's hand. Puts it on a grill. Yeah, Frank grabs Rod's hand, puts it on the barbecue. <laughs> Rod hits Frank with a brick. <laughs> Multiple times right in the temple. They roll out into the front yard. Rod's slamming Frank's head against the car, puts him in an arm bar and says, you know, say I'm a man. <clears throat> never. Frank finally says, you're a man. Yeah, first he says never, but then he locks it in tighter. Frank finally concedes, taps out. And then Rod hits him with the Tai Chi move and makes him crap his pants. End of movie. <laughs> yeah, we, we get like the, the freeze frame of Rod just like, yeah. Oh. And Frank's dropping to his knees, holding his stomach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a sweet movie. All right, so go on. Why do you love it so much? It's just, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's like, it's like if I got drunk one night and wrote things that I should not write in a single night for a film and just like, okay, let's make this. And then people are like, do you want to edit this or have somebody read it? Nope, let's just do it. That is hot rod, but in a good way. Like, yeah, go ahead. To to the inconsistencies point in the critics consensus, I would say it feels more like you wrote a comedy movie and then got really drunk and punched it up. Yeah, I could see that. I could. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like, you know, what would be a good idea. Ebenezer Scrooge in the school bus. (laughs) Yeah, like it's it's a perfectly coherent comedy movie, but then you got really drunk. You're like, what if Ebenezer Scrooge just gives everybody a goose? And then it's like, okay, let's do it. I mean, all right, you're you're bankrolling this thing, so whatever you want to do, I guess. Yeah, let's just go. It's your money, Lauren Michaels. But yeah, like and... I was saying earlier, to I'm I'm not saying it's not funny, and I'm not saying it's not good, but it is inconsistent in it in its slapstickness. Like, yeah, I almost feel yeah. like they would have gone more slapstick or less slap, or taken the slapstick out completely. Yeah, I I, I would have gone a little bit more heavy into the slapstick. I'd always had something weird happening in the back. That's kind of what like, I would expect. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like from the Lonely Island guys, that's kind of what you would expect. I feel. Yeah, but you have to also realize this was their first movie ever. They're like, he, they have never done long form before. That's they true. did like, they've only done like four or five minute shorts. And they're like, hey, go make a 90 minute yeah, movie. Here's 25 million. Yeah. Here's $25 million. Go make a summer comedy that is going to be competing with like, you know, the likes of Wedding Crashers and, um, you know, Dodgeball and um, Anchorman and shit like that. That's, that's what you're going for. And they're like, okay. And so so all Vince Vaughn movies? Actually, weirdly, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this could use a little Vince Vaughn. <laughs> they had enough money. Where the fuck did the $25 million go for this? Because nobody got paid. More than, yeah, more than a million dollars to do this movie, I'd imagine. You think $24 million went to the pyro budget? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I want to see a breakdown of this budget. I want to know what happened here. <laughs> so this was my first time seeing this. Uh, when this came out, I was like, this kind of came out when I was really kind of annoyed by Andy Samberg. Uh, right after Lazy Sunday and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, I always thought he was funny on SNL, except for like the stuff. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't want to say that I didn't like the digital shorts because I like the stuff like Dick in a Box and yeah, um, others. But yeah, I don't know. Just it, something about him just annoyed me at the time. I, I really like him now. So I, you know, I, you know, I'm into like pop star and like, um, pop star was good. Yeah. Palm Springs was really good. Um, I was shocked how good that one was. And so how yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. But no, like this is my first time, but I thought it was, it's absolutely goofy, but in all the right ways, like it's super funny in totally random ways. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that I finally got around to watching it. Yay! I will watch it again. Yeah, you just have to. There's just so many good like throwaway lines, like you know, a pool is perfect for holding water, or when Andy Sandberg is getting back from dropping off Dave at the hospital, like the paramedics are walking out of the house, and one of them goes, "I give the old man a week," and the other one goes, "That's real insensitive, Bob." it's just like it's full of stuff like that and it, it like it just kills me it's like it's a movie you have to watch a few times to catch all the jokes and yeah yeah it, it yeah it's i i just love it. it it's it's like one of my happy movies like i will laugh for 80 of the 88 minutes not straight but like you know i'll crack up yeah for 80 of the 88 minutes and it's free on tubi right now if you don't mind super random commercial cuts. Oh, that'd be weird. I own it. So of course I do. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. To yeah. I feel like their commercials are like on a timer and not necessarily made to inject at certain points in the movie. They're just like, Oh, it's been 12 minutes commercial here. Right in the middle of a word or a huge dialogue or something. It's like, eh, yeah, we couldn't wait th- two more minutes. We have to go now. No, they probably don't even watch the movie. They just cut it. Yeah, they just cut it. <laughs> cut it hard. Cut it strong. But yeah. If you don't mind that, then it's free on Tubi. Otherwise, you could you can rent it. Can or rent buy it, it or whatever. I think I bought it for four bucks, so it's not very expensive. That's It's worth that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just buy it. It, it has the Kevin seal of approval. There you go. Kevin seal of approval. So thank you for listening to another episode of Cult of Splat. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Give us five stars. Just jot down a couple little words in the in the review section. Doesn't matter what it is. You can say uh, uh, pools are good for holding water. Yeah, they are. Or the old man has a week. It's true. We, yeah, we know what you mean. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Cult of Splat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Taylor Bartle. Kevin, where do they follow you? Uh, Twitter is Kevin Nescoda and Instagram is Nescoda D U H. There you go. So uh, we will talk to you there and we will talk at you next week until then. See ya. Bye.